Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The early line. We are live right here on SportsGrid on this Friday morning. I am Kevin Walsh and, of course, joined by Donnie Wrightside. Donnie, how are you? It's a football Friday here on the grid. Cannot wait to get it started because, Kevin, last night we did have a football game, and I guess that's what you can call it here, but I guess we're really looking forward to the weekend schedule here for some action-packed football. But I am ready here on a Friday. Let's get after this. No doubt about it, Donnie. Two hours for us to go through all of the NFL games. We'll get some college football in there as well. A big game between Notre Dame and Wisconsin. A huge SEC battle between Arkansas and Texas A&M. But we start things off with a recap of Thursday night football. The Carolina Panthers go on the road and beat the Houston Texans as 7-8. Eight-and-a-half-point favorites, 24-9. to The game stays well under the number. Sam Darnold with two rushing touchdowns and moves the Carolina Panthers, Donnie, to 3-0. and Yeah, how about that? And that's a sign of adversity here. You still have to beat the teams that are in front of you, Kevin. And last night, you lose Christian McCaffrey. We'll see how long, but typically a back of his caliber, speed, cutting ability, in and out of the breaks, out of the backfield. That's going to be devastating here. We'll see how serious that hamstring injury is. But once that hits, it sort of deflates the Panthers a little bit, right? You saw the 7-0 lead. It looked like Houston wasn't even going to move the football, Kevin, much at all in this game. But then they tied up 7-6. Or should I say, should have tied it up. But 7-6, why? Because of a missed extra point in a dome. But a nice second half by Donald and also the Panthers because they did enough to win. That's what it's about. It's survive and advance in the NFL. There are no style points here. And yes, they actually won the game by 15 points, 24 to 9. Stayed well below the total. An underwhelming game overall. So even our same game parlays here with the FanDuel Sportsbook seemed like they collapsed the minute that McCaffrey went out. And I got to tell you, a little disappointing game. But what do we expect out of the Panthers and the Texans here? Again, though, nice win on the road on a Thursday night as they move to 3-0, and which many people, I'm going to assume, Kevin, didn't see that coming when the season started. Certainly not. And there were some huge injuries for the Panthers. We'll talk about those in just a moment. But to Donnie's point, 3-0 and in the NFL is 3-0. and And yes, they played the Jets that look like they have the worst offense in the NFL. And then this game here against Davis Mills and the Houston Texans will probably compete with the Jets for that title as long as Mills is the quarterback. And yeah, it was probably a good spot when they played the Saints, having almost none of their coaching staff available due to COVID, coming off of a huge victory against the Green Bay Packers. But at the end of the day, the Panthers have set themselves up where they are now in front of the eight ball here. When we're able to kind of fully assess the standings after three full weeks, I wonder what this team's number would be to make the playoffs potentially because you cannot overstate how huge of an advantage a 3-0 and start is for a team like this Carolina Panthers squad. However, despite the record of being all you could ask for, The injuries in this game for Carolina feel devastating. Their rookie first-round cornerback, J.C. Horn, breaks multiple bones in his foot and is now going to be out for the foreseeable future. And even more troubling, their superstar on the offensive side of the football, Christian McCaffrey, hurts his hamstring and left this game in a way that is very concerning because a hamstring is kind of one of those, ah, we'll see, probably doesn't come back. No, they right away ruled out CMC. As we bring the radio audience into the fold, appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you here on a Friday morning. Donnie, McCaffrey out, Horn out. That will certainly knock the wind out of the sails to this 3-0 and start. 
Yeah, it puts a little bit of a damper there, specifically if you are a Carolina Panthers fan. But yeah, you'll take the 3-0 and at this point here. Everything was working so well, too, wasn't it? You take a look at the offense, moving the football, a couple capable wide receivers, the offensive line over the past two games playing well, Darnold staying in the pocket playing well within himself. And then it seemed like when McCaffrey went out, there was that little lull for that second quarter where pressure was getting to the quarterback. We weren't even so sure that Carolina was actually going to win this game at the half. But credit Matt Rule, rallying the troops that they have. Hey, we lost our guy out here. No big deal. Let's go out and win the second half, 17-3 to overall for a 24-9 to victory. And I guess that's what you have to take away. But you're right. What are we looking at now moving forward for the Carolina Panthers? You lost your best playmaker here. The guy that opens up the entire offense, rushing, receiving, pass blocking. It was everything right in front of you here now at a 3-0 marker. And wasn't it interesting, Kevin, as we watched last night, the fourth and one play where Chuba Hubbard's on the field and not Christian McCaffrey. Like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Well, what was going on is he pulled his hamstring a play or two before that. 22 minutes, Kevin, in the blue tent. Never a good thing. And when they showed the cameras of him going back to the locker room, this wasn't a guy giving the thumbs up going, hey, it looks like a minor injury. It was a Mm -hmm. slow walk back to the locker room, which I don't want to foretell the future of it, but I don't know if that's going to be a good look here. Multiple weeks, probably what we're looking at for run CMC. And someone who battled injury last season and cost him a lot of time out there on the field. Look, on the Houston Texans side of things, Tyrod Taylor had this team look good. Donnie joked last night on radio. Is that guy the MVP with how they looked from Tyrod (laughs) to Davis Mills? It's certainly something that I think is just an interesting conversation. He's not the MVP, but here's the deal. Look at the schedule until they hit their bye week, which is week 10. At Buffalo, New England, at the Colts, at the Cardinals, the Rams, at the Dolphins. Last year, the Jaguars won their first game of the season and proceeded to rip off 15 consecutive losses. I'm not sure Houston loses 15 in a row, but I'm not sure where the win is coming. Up next, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson back in action after a tremendous Sunday night battle. We'll break their games down. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Sports Grid and Week 3 NFL preview begins with Chiefs Chargers. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs off of a loss, as are the Los Angeles Chargers, a game that they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. A odd game that was a dead under despite there only being one punt in the football game. You see this total here, 54 and a half. Donnie, the Chiefs are favored by six and a half points. I think it's about right. I really do. And we'll see where this number changes. I'm looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook here, minus 6.5, minus 118. So if we're trying to read between the lines in this one, maybe it moves to 7. So my question would be, if we're gamblers here and we like to pay attention to the line, and you're talking about a key number here, why bet them now? 
Why bet the Chargers right now? Even though I like the Chargers, Kev, it's six and a half. You know what? Let me lay my money down. What's the difference here for us? If you wait it out and possibly get the seven, that's fantastic because that means you probably have to get beat by double digits in order to lose that ticket, and that's what you want. But if the line goes for me, Kevin, from six and a half down to six, it's not that big of a difference to me because I still think that the Chargers have the capability to win this game. Let's also take a look at the Chargers over the first two weeks of the season and what we're getting out of them. If you look at the box scores, just the score alone, say, hey, what's going on here? Chargers aren't scoring that many points. Maybe the offense is struggling. That's not the case. Rushing and passing, very good here so far for the Chargers when you take a look at the first games they had. Dude, I think they should be scoring more points. Yes, I do, but sometimes just a product of the environment and the teams that you're playing. I look to see how the team's moving the football. I'm very impressed still with Justin Herbert, who before the season started was saying, now wait a second here. Young quarterback, you're not playing him in the preseason. Let's see how it turns out. He's been very good through the first two weeks. If we're looking at defenses over top of each other here, Kevin, I do like the Chargers defense better than the Chiefs. Now, the one thing that I'll throw back to you on, because I think this might play into it, and I like the, I like the Chiefs to score, don't get me wrong, but I think the Chargers mm-hmm. scoring into the low to mid-20s is a definite for me. I think the Chargers keeping it close, but last year, if you remember, there were no fans in the stands here. Justin Herbert's going to go on the road to Kansas City, one of the best home environments in football. Do you think that plays into it here, and which way are you looking to lean in this one? It it certainly could make the difference, Donnie, right? We know that that atmosphere in KC is a deafening one. And that's why when you look at this being below the touchdown mark in Kansas City, it jumps off of the page here. I trust Herbert. I really do like Justin Herbert as well. It's hard not to. Makes all the throws, although he had some costly mistakes last week against the Dallas Cowboys. The interesting thing here, Donnie, is the Chiefs are off of a loss. And doesn't it feel just so easy to say, give me the Chiefs off the loss. They should be ready to, you know, route burial, blow out any team that stands in front of them, even a good division rival like the Los Angeles Chargers. But in, you know, Mahomes' young career, there's very few losses really to go off of. But the, the covers haven't been a guarantee. But also, Donnie, we're at a point now where Kansas City is becoming an easy fade against the spread. And that doesn't sit right with me, that for most people, the best team in the NFL and an undeniable consensus top three team in this league is an easy fade against the number. When does it become the right side to start laying numbers with the Kansas City Chiefs again? Because, again, I do like this Chargers unit. I'm high on this Chargers team overall, despite just a one-and-one start to the season. But... At some point, Donnie, the Chiefs do have to put together full 60-minute performances and leave a team in the dust in a way that it feels like we haven't seen them do now in maybe quite some time here, Donnie. It's like being bored, right, Kevin? When you see this sometimes with championship organizations where what's the fun of the regular season? Now, don't get me wrong. These guys are paid. They want to win MVPs. They want to pick up big statistics. But look where the Chiefs went the last two years. Went to the Super Bowl won it went to the super bowl lost let's just get through the regular season here and roll our helmets out once the playoffs get here and we'll turn up the gas sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but you can't fault what the chiefs have been doing the past two years and maybe they are a little bit bored where it's like hey let's just get the win and get out of here so you don't have that killer mindset or that killer mystique but also let's talk about you know not covering spreads We talk about the Kansas City Chiefs being an electric offense, and they are. They can score from anywhere on the field at any time. And it's always been a defense that's been a little bit leaky, but leaky in part because the offense is scoring usually so fast, you're getting extra Mm. possessions on defense. Why can't the Chiefs stop anybody? Well, hey, if I have to stop 15 possessions from the other team as opposed to 11 possessions, yes, they're going to put up more points. But also we're talking from a covering the perspective, Kevin, where we know how high-powered Kansas City is. We're not talking about 11.5-point numbers. 13-point numbers. You're now getting into that mark where if it's around a touchdown, you're really questioning yourself. And the psychology of a sports gambler, which me as well, is used as like, man, do I really want to bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? I don't know about this. It's Mm -hmm. under a touchdown. But now you have to start believing in the actual numbers out here. They are not covering spreads. They are just looking to turn it on in a football game. Will you be surprised, Kevin, in this game if it's 14-6 to in the first quarter, 17-10 to at halftime, for the Chargers, and you say, man, here go the Chiefs again with another slow start. How's the second half going to turn out for us here? I won't be surprised by that. So you're right. With this number staying just below seven, it's almost like they really want you to take the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. But if I'm looking to bet the Chargers, 
I would hold off until it does hit a seven. And if it doesn't, you're still confident in your play as well. And just to add, though, it similarly doesn't surprise me if it's 21 to 10 at the half. And then all of a sudden, a late, meaningless Chargers touchdown secures your cover of a six and a half point spread. Also noteworthy, Donnie and I did target uh, target players earlier in the week for both running backs in this game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, a rushing prop of 51 and a half. I don't even want to say it's a buy low spot. He's not been able to get over that number just yet in the season, but this Chargers team has been vulnerable against the run. The Eckler number, Donnie, is 54 and a half. I'll say this yeah. one thing I've been thinking about, and look, their run defense has been bad for a while now, the Kansas City Chiefs. They probably played two of the three best rushing offenses in the NFL to start their season in the Ravens and the Browns. The Eckler numbers could have some value here, but also the Chargers are better off letting Herbert air this thing out. What did you make of the Eckler number when you saw it? I liked it. I think it's a legitimate number to get because also when you're taking a look at a running back of that caliber, you talk about Saquon Barkley. Let's try to equate the players. Now, obviously a little bit bigger, you know, a little bit stronger on Saquon's side, but when you bet that total, on the Thursday night game against the Washington football team. What were you saying, Kevin? I might just need one run here to get a huge chunk of that. Mm-hmm. He got that one run, struggled with the rest of his 12 or 13 carries, but he cashed in that ticket. It's the same thing with Austin Eckler, Kevin. You get one run where the linebacker's not covering the hole and he gets to explode through there for 21 or 25 yards, you are halfway home. That's why I like taking some of these guys who are explosive in the backfield. I expect at least 10 touches handoff-wise for Austin Eckler, and I just need one of those to go for more than a first down. I think I'm going to be in play this one. Definitely a great game on the slate. Another interesting spot, the Baltimore Ravens off of a huge, huge victory for the first time in Lamar Jackson's career. He beats the Kansas City Chiefs, now heading to Detroit as a a 7.5-point favorite, a total of 50.5. Some question marks around Lamar because did he – you know, injure the hip, is he sore, the injury bug cost him practice time. Regardless, this should be a game, Donnie, that they walk into Detroit and put up an easy victory. Oh, they should. They absolutely should do that. And also, you're taking a look at, yes, the hip injury, which I don't know how much that is from the, hey, you know, I cartwheeled into the end zone, I hurt my hip. We'll see how that plays out in this game this week. But also missing practice due to an illness non-COVID related for Lamar Jackson. So is he coming in as sharp as we need him to be? But the question is, Do we actually need him to be all that sharp versus this Detroit secondary and this Detroit front seven? If he gets 10 to 15 carries, Kevin, you could just paint up, what, 70, 80 rushing yards? I think they win this football game, but it's interesting to see on a road favorite here over a touchdown. Don't ever do that in the NFL. How about last night? How about if I told you Christian McCaffrey would get hurt midway through the first quarter in that game and they would still cover easily as a touchdown favorite on the road? They're a good team. They are a bully in the regular season. But let's take a look, maybe possibility of a total in this game between both of these teams. I think we get some points here, Kevin. Totally agree. These are double over teams, both 2-0 to start the season to that number. And again, this Detroit defense is bad. Giving up 76 points in the first two weeks of this season. All right, back up quarterback week. We see if any of those quarterbacks can get a win. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we keep things moving here on a football Friday. Before we get to some of the games, I did want to bring up an interesting little thing that came out yesterday. This tweet from Ian Rappaport about the NFL looking to tinker with the super wild card weekend format. That was perfect because, I don't know, is Rob Manfred in charge all of a sudden? Apparently, Donnie, the shift they're looking to make is having two games Saturday, three games Sunday, And then the missing game, yeah, we're going to go with a Monday night game here during the playoffs. Donnie, how do you feel about this home run of an idea? Yeah, exactly. And then why don't you just make it a 9-12 start on Monday night as well so half the country will be asleep. And also, you know what's even a better idea, NFL? You know what I was really hoping for? More commercials during Sunday's NFL games as well. That would be sensational for everybody. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. So also, let's play devil's advocate here. Which team is going to want the Monday night football game where they are going to win and then say, oh, yeah, the team, one team played on Saturday. I'm going to play next week. I played on Monday. The conspiracy theory is going to be wild. You know, Dallas will never get that game. Look, you know what? This may be, maybe it's the advantage for Dallas to get back into the Super Bowl where you always make the team they might play in the playoffs play that Monday and then they'll get them on Saturday the next week. So they have no time to prepare. You know, it's an even better idea, NFL. Put the Super Bowl on Monday night as well if it's such a fantastic time slot for you. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday. It is a holiday weekend, but the NFL says, you know, be a great idea. Let's break that up and put it on a Monday night. You've got to be kidding me, NFL. It's a horrible idea, and a part of me thinks they know it. No matter what they ask, Ian Rappaport to slap at the back end of the tweet. Fun change. No, it's not. Dumb change. Bad change. And I'm pretty sure it won't go through. Hopefully, the reactions that everybody has been giving them with that little feeler tweet from good old Rappaport there has told them to pull back and keep the good format that they had last year. We'll see, obviously, and follow that situation, no doubt about it. Like, if you're, if you're betting NFL futures and your team ends up on the Monday night game, you're like, hold on a minute now. An absolute hose job here. I digress. The Browns are a team, certainly, that we could see playing on Wild Card Weekend. They host the Chicago Bears. Maybe more importantly, they host Justin Fields, his first career NFL start as a seven and a half point road underdog. Donnie, a total checking in at 45. Yeah, I think it does stay under the total here, but I'm going to get to that point in a moment. There was times during this week, Kevin, we see an eight and a half on the board and even sneaking all the way down to a seven, but rebounding overnight here to a minus seven and a half on the Browns. Rookie quarterback going on the road for his first NFL start is always going to be tough. But having said that, I think it's you're getting the Cleveland Browns at a good as a good a time as you can possibly get them. Quarterback, shoulder, popping in and out last week. Does that mean we want to throw 45 times? Does that mean he wants to be in the pocket and moving around to try to scramble and taking big hits? Absolutely not. Does that mean you want to lean on your running game a little bit more? Yes. But that also means the Chicago Mm -hmm. defense pretty formidable up there on the front seven. And if you have some wide receivers banged up, Jarvis Landry, we're not even sure if Odell Beckham is going to play this weekend because it looked like he was going to be a go, and then he's sort of pulling back the reins. Well, we'll give it a go again on Sunday just to see if he's healthy enough in pregame. So you're down two starting wide receivers in this football game. But looking from a Bears perspective, what do you like in this game? Lean on your defense in this one. Run the football with Montgomery. Make sure your athletic quarterback makes the right reads. But don't put him in tough circumstances. Don't have him with seven-step drops on third and nine. Move the football. If you have to punt, it's not a big deal. So what I'm trying to surmise here is I like the under in this game. 45 is not a lot of points in the NFL. When I take a look at the way these two teams will attack each other, I think it makes a lot of sense because if you're not getting the big plays from the Chicago Bears, meaning an electric passing game, what are we looking to do, Kevin? Put your quarterback in third and short situations. That means you're in third downs. That means you're not having big explosive plays up and down the field. 
churn the clock here the same way I look at that Cleveland side. Are you going to have an aerial assault? Are you going to push the football downfield with your two starting wide receivers out? Or do you want to say to yourself, let's be smart in this one and make the rookie quarterback make mistakes and we'll keep the game plan under wraps for ourselves. Who'll make that mistake? We'll capitalize and win. Do I like the points on the road at seven and a half? I do with the Chicago Bears, but I like the under in this one, Kevin, even more. I just don't see electric offense at either side as the way this matches up from my point of view. The interesting thing about this total, Donnie, is the Browns so far with a 2-0 and record to the over, short sample size, no doubt, is as much about a good, loaded offense as a defense that's really underachieving preseason expectations here in comes a Bears team where their two defensive performances couldn't have been more different Stafford Sunday night football lights them up then week two yes a lesser opponent yes you're at home but still they obliterated that or Bengals rather excuse me offense a pick six touchdown they picked Burrow off three total times in that football game there I look at this number of seven and a half and if Fields does struggle you want to lay that number it's interesting because last night this was a seven and it's bounced back to that seven and a half range there I think you feel better about laying the number if you could eliminate the hook on the Cleveland side of things. To quickly just mention Justin Fields, they don't have rushing props up for him just yet. He is plus one plus 195 to score a touchdown. He's plus 230 last night, so people clearly expecting him to get into the end zone. A passing prop of 212 and a half, Donnie. That number, again, if they're trailing a little bit in this game, it could be light. Really excited to see how this first field's performance does go. A task in the Cleveland Browns that is not necessarily going to be an easy one. I want to keep things moving here, though, because we've got another backup quarterback situation for the Miami Dolphins to a tongue of Iloa out. Jacoby Brissett in going to Vegas and still a short number for what you would you know consider still a backup QB game Vegas lays three and a half a two and oh start two very impressive victories a low total in my eyes Donnie of 43 and a half I'm trying to work every single angle here Kevin to try to find a way to take the Miami Dolphins you thought they looked good and within themselves with two attack of my low week one versus the Patriots they probably should have lost again but they won you can't say could have would have should have they won that football game they really laid an egg, and I'm not so sure if Tua plays that whole game if the outcome isn't all the same, shellacking by the Buffalo Bills. So now you go on the road here, and also let's keep in mind the psychology of the Oakland Raiders and the betting public of what we anticipated from them to start the season. Underdogs at home week one versus the Ravens. That's a winner. You go on the road. No, they ain't going to beat the Steelers on the road. Underdogs of about a touchdown. They win that game outright. You know what's different about from those first two games to this one? Now you are the hunted because you're the favorite at home. Do I think the Oakland Raiders are a good football team right now? I do. Derek Carr is playing sensational football. John Gruden has that magic touch on offense. You're finally getting the deep threat that you expected here out of rugs. And we'll see if some running backs come to play in this one. But Kenyon Drake's a very good and capable running back here in the NFL. So let's take a look at what the Miami Dolphins can do in this football game. Jacoby Brissett, he's been around the league. This isn't a rookie. It's not Davis Mills under center here for the Miami Dolphins. Like, hey, whatever we get is just going to be positive. They're expecting him to have a good game plan. They're expecting him to carry out that game plan. Also, a key ingredient, we are still not sure if Will Fuller is going to play in this game. If he does, mm -hmm. Kevin, what? A, and it's not so much that he's a dominant wide receiver. But he does one thing really well. That's get open deep and make big plays. So you have to account for that for a secondary, which I don't think is all that great for the Raiders. But then on the opposite side, you have Waddle and Parker. You have speed, athletic ability, everything you need to compete on the offensive side of the ball. It just comes down to will Jacoby Prissett be able to execute that game plan? Am I looking towards mm -hmm. maybe taking the Dolphins on the road? Possibly. But the one I'm trying to zero in on, and I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to outsmart myself. I think the Miami Dolphins can score points in this game because over the first two weeks of the season, Kevin, they went on the road to play New England. Pretty good defense on the road. Who did they get week two? A very good defense in the Buffalo Bills. I don't put the Raiders defense in the same category as those first two. So maybe we're getting a little bit of a squeeze on the Dolphins where they should be able to move the football in this game. I agree. I think you're looking at a situation, Donnie, where both teams are playing the worst defense that they will have played all year long. And I don't think anybody would argue the Vegas side. You just laid out the opening Miami performances. And yes, mm -hmm. this is a good Dolphins defense. 
But is it as good as the Baltimore Ravens? Is it as good as the Pittsburgh Steelers? I'm not so sure. And at worst, right, it is as good as those. I don't think there are better defenses than Pittsburgh or Baltimore. And Vegas has moved the ball on both of those teams. I look at 43.5 as far too low of a total in this game. I think both teams can get points. You're not looking at Jacoby Brissett, again, as a Davis Mills or a Jacob Eason we'll talk about in a moment here. You're talking about a guy with legitimate NFL reps with, as you mentioned, a legitimate receiving core now with Fuller hopefully back into the fold, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, and a Vegas team that looks good. I really like over 43.5 in Vegas, Miami. Enough time here, Don, for us to bring up a game that has all the question marks around it because there's no props because we don't know who's the quarterback going to be for the Indianapolis Colts. I think it's Jacob Eason, but the numbers to me say there's a good chance Wentz plays right now. Tennessee lays five and a half. The over under is 47 and a half. What does the numbers tell you, Donnie, about the Colts quarterback situation? It just tells me it's wild out here because we're not getting any good news. Like, you know, when you get good news, Kevin, from a quarterback, hey, he's going to give it a go Wednesday. Now, he didn't do much, but he was out there. Thursday, we'll see if we can increase his reps, which would usually drive that number down. What are we hearing here? Oh, my God, Carson Wentz isn't even – he's not even – we don't see him on the practice field. Both his ankles are injured. His right one, as he says, is worse than the other one. Frank Reich is saying, if you don't practice, I've never had a quarterback start for me Sunday, and the line isn't moving. I don't know what I'm missing in this one. I don't want want anything to do with the Colts right now, but am I in the own boat here? What's going on with this line, Kevin? I I can't figure it out as well. You're not alone. I don't – like, if Eason's the quarterback, certainly the Titans lay a touchdown or better. Eason's going to play in this game. Are you telling me that this is like a three to two and a half point spread if Wentz is out there? It is a fascinating game there. We'll see how the Titans and the Colts play it out. Up next, some college football preview. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. want to talk a little bit more quickly about the Colts and the Titans game because it's a wild one. I can't help but laugh a little bit because the report coming out of Indianapolis, if Wentz does not play, is that Jacob Eason and Hundley are going to get out there and get involved for the Tennessee Titans. We talked a little bit, Donnie, about what we think the line says. Let's talk about it in this sense here. If Wentz is out, what are your expectations for this game here? Is it one where the Titans are seven and a half point favorites and you still lay that number? Is Indianapolis going to be the first team that struggles against this Titans defense? Usually, you know, as gamblers and handicappers, you move on what you hear and you move on what the coaches or staff are saying. You move on, hey, this guy's not at practice and he's really injured. 
But the line isn't necessarily moving in that direction here. And I can't think of any other situation where you're basically saying the starting quarterback is down. Like you see, like, let's just say Thursday night football game, Houston Texans. We know Tyrod Taylor's not playing. Boom, seven and a halfs and eights as opposed to threes mm-hmm. and three and a halfs. That line right away, he's not playing. But I guess we're holding out hope that Wentz is going to play and be effective. And there's two points to this year. Because if I'm looking from a perspective of the Colts, who, if you go back and look at the football games, they were very much in it versus the Seattle Seahawks. They didn't win that game, but Wentz was healthy. Week two, Wentz was healthy for 98% of that game, and they were right in it with a legitimate chance to win it. They blew a couple plays on the goal line, couldn't score first and goal. But now you flip it forward to this. You should be able to score points against the Tennessee Titans, but are you scoring points with Brett Hundley, with Jacob Eason? And I can't help but think, Kevin, over the summer, the minute Carson Wentz went down with the foot injury, I said to myself, and you saw Frank Reich, we like what we got here, knowing that they didn't like what they had behind Carson Wentz. So now if they <laughs> liked it so much, we're bringing guys up from the practice squad that are getting more reps than Jacob Eason in practice, and that's Brett Hundley. Why didn't they go out and make a veteran move for a quarterback to come in just in case this happened? Because let's just say, and he's not even a great quarterback at this time here. Nick Foles, if you made the move who Frank Reich knows, he lines up under center. Are you all that worried about the Colts being competitive? No, they would be competitive here. But the simple fact now Mm -hmm. that Wentz is banged up once again and you're leaning on Easton and or Hundley, it's a wild number to look at at the five and a half. Once they announce Carson Wentz is in or out, where does this line go? If they say Wentz is playing, Kevin, from your perspective, on two bad ankles, does it drop to three? And I'm saying, like, well, it might, might get a quarter out of Carson Wentz here. See, and that's the problem is uh, even Wentz out there isn't a 100% Wentz. So, okay, Correct. fine. Maybe it drops to, to three and a hook. You probably lay that number, right? You bet under on all his props and you say, yeah, he might not be able to make it through this football game. That's the way you play it. And if it's Eason and if it's Hunley as a one-two punch at the quarterback position, you still don't like the Indianapolis Colts. We're kind of getting to a point where it's you have to bet the Titans. We say sometimes you see a line that's a little, eh, I don't know what's going on here. But I just feel like any scenario you lay out for me, I think the Titans become the play. And I was telling Donnie when I was looking ahead of this game before the Wentz injury was kind of fully recognized there, I thought this was going to be a game the Colts were absolutely live in to avoid an 0-3 start, but not the way the quarterback situation is lining up. I want to turn our attention over to college football. Five games that I want to get to here. I think the biggest one on the slate is Notre Dame-Wisconsin. Neutral site game here being played in Chicago. It's going to be an interesting spot because you've got the 18th-ranked Badgers off a bye as a five-and-a-half-point favorite to the 12th-ranked Fighting Irish, a total, Donnie, that checks in at 45-and-a-half. It's crazy to me in college football where you're seeing, like, is it, what is this, a role reversal? In the NFL, we're getting 55-and-a-halfs, and now in college football, we're in the <laughs> 40s in some of these big games. It's crazy the way these things are playing out. But if you're looking at this game, you brought up such a key ingredient here for Notre Dame where you're talking about bye weeks, and not for Notre Dame, mm-hmm. but against the teams that they are actually playing. Now, it is a neutral site. So it won't be in Wisconsin, which is a nice home field advantage. It's not in South Bend, nice home field advantage. You're playing at Soldier Field in Chicago. When I look at the game and how it makes sense, are we not believing yet in Notre Dame? Are we squeaking by football teams we should pound? Nice that they won last week by two touchdowns. He struggled with Toledo, almost lost that football game. And then against a really bad Florida State, they struggled with as well. When you're looking at Wisconsin, they want to go ground and pound, right? They're not an aerial assault team, but they play really good defense. So if I'm looking at the two objectives here where Notre Dame is struggling here to run the ball really effectively, going up against Wisconsin, neutral site on grass, Kevin's crazy. Again, I say this, 45, you should be able to get that easily in college football, but that's the way I'm looking to play this game. I think the line is about right. I think it's going to be a close football game, but I'm more confident that this game will not have a ton of scoring than I am in picking a side here between Wisconsin and Notre Dame. So people that know me know I'm a Notre Dame fan, but they, I don't. obviously they've not been off to an A-plus start to this season here. Your 3-0 is is 3-0, but three-point victories against FSU and Toledo are nothing to be over the moon about. I thought the 14-point victory against Purdue was certainly their best result of the season. That's quite obvious here. My thing is, what have the Badgers done? What What am I missing here on Wisconsin? Lose at home? To Penn State, where, yeah, their defense was was good. 
Not good enough. The offense was a disaster. Graham Mertz is terrible. They missed Jack Cohn. Let's be honest here. Who's now quarterback quarterbacking this Notre Dame side? Do you want me to be excited about them shutting down the Eastern Michigan Eagles offense? Because I'm not. I'm not excited about it. And this team total for Notre Dame at 19.5 to me is too low. Notre Dame has moved the football. They have. Kyron Williams is still explosive. Michael Mayer is the best tight end college football has to offer. And I think Notre Dame can still move the ball here. I think them getting to 20 points is more than live. I like Notre Dame over their team total at 19 and a half. I certainly think that they can win this game. I think five and a half can be too much. But I think in order for all of that to play out, they should be getting to 20 points. And I think that's exactly what will happen. Another huge game on this card, Donnie, though, is Arkansas against Texas A&M. And this is fascinating because you have Arkansas 3-0 up to 16th in the country. A&M is on a backup quarterback, though. And it's... One of those deals where is the preseason expectations kind of playing a role here where A&M is road favorites of four and a half points against a Razorbacks team that's off to a very good start to the season? Yeah, the interesting part about it, it's kind of the common theme here, Kevin. First game we're playing in Soldier Field, Chicago. This game we have listed here at Jerry World down in Dallas. So technically mm. it's in the state of Texas, but Arkansas here, they're going to have a good crowd. You know, so the reason why it's down there, you know who likes Arkansas football, graduated from Arkansas and played football? That's Jerry Jones here. That's why that game's playing down there. Now, looking at the game itself, when you take a look at the seasonal statistics for both of these teams, 3-0 apiece, Texas A&M, Kevin, giving up 77 yards a game through the air on defense. That is sensational. But the one thing we do know, Arkansas wants to run the football, and they do it effectively. 282 yards a game they average on the ground, 6.1 yards per carry. On the flip side, Texas A&M, 184 yards on the ground on offense per game, 5.3 yards per carry. I think we see a pretty good defensive effort out of both teams in the air because, as I said with Texas A&M, 77 yards a game. That is sensational. But no slouches here. Arkansas, Kevin, 142 yards per game in the air they're giving up. Both of these teams are going to want to run the football. It is a neutral site game. But if I'm looking from a total perspective, I think it goes under. I think it's going to be a real close football game here. And why not? I'll take Arkansas with the points in this one on the neutral field. Mm. It's maybe Jerry Jones. Hey, can we have a little devil's advocate here and maybe conspiracy theories where Jerry's going to pump it up here and make sure Arkansas takes home a cover? We'll see if it happens here. It should be a good game, though. Important note, though, by you, certainly that game is being played in Dallas. It is uh, an A&M team right now that I do believe is defensive-oriented. They've played three stone-cold unders. On average, the games have gone under by 21.6 points per game. Not even close to the totals there. Again, defensive-minded, I think this could still be a low-scoring affair. Another big game, not only just for the state of college football, but for both Donnie and I when it pertains to a win total here, Oklahoma State against Kansas State. The unranked Cowboys are five-and-a-half-point home favorites to the ranked 25th in the country, Kansas State Wildcats, Don. The defense from Oklahoma State is what we're trying to hang our hat on now all of a sudden right. in that Gundy offense. Now, look, we used to throw it all over the line. I say we because, Kevin, you know, we're basically Oklahoma State guys here now rooting on this teams totals hit the over. They're 3-0, and which is exactly where we wanted them to be, but sort of interesting of how they actually got here. Running the football last year, Chuba Hubbard running wild the year before as well. 146 yards per game on the ground. All right, but that's because they throw it all over the lot, Kevin. Not so fast. 190 <laughs> yards per game in the air. So what are we expecting out of this game? A 46 and a half sort of plays to what Kansas State has liked to do in the past. Not exactly a team that likes to throw the football all over the place. More grounded in their approach. But I have to say, if we're leaning on the defense this year, maybe it just comes down to, Kevin, the home field advantage that you're going to have with Oklahoma State. Do I want to try and touch that minus six? I'm not that confident here in the offense for Oklahoma State to extend the lead. I think this game plays very close. And as I said, no style points needed for us. Give me another 21 to 20 victory here for Oklahoma State. Yeah. I'll take that each and every time. But sort of looking, again, a 46 and a half in college, a 46 and a half in an Oklahoma State Big 12 football game. That's yeah, right. that's what the trend is going towards. But I don't trust Oklahoma State to win by a touchdown or more. So I would lean towards Kansas State. But I think we can get a close victory at home for the Cowboys. 
I do look first of all as Donnie said who cares about the number when you're betting a team win total but I actually do think they Correct. cover this we've seen it more often than nice. not I when hope. an unranked team lays a number to a ranked team you're better off back in that unranked side and this is a Kansas State team that is very likely to not have Skylar Thompson backup quarterback situation sure it worked against Nevada that's Nevada. This OSU defense is legitimate, and I think at home there's a good shout for them to cover that five-and-a-half-point spread. Another game that makes the slate here for us, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Clemson-NC State should be irrelevant. 17 to 20-point favorites to Tigers. Who cares? See you later. The problem is Clemson's horrible. So bad. The worst team ranked inside the top 10 in the nation. They are nine and a half point road favorites. And that is a staggering number because you would expect it to be two touchdowns at the minimum, Donnie. Also, this totals 47 and a half. It should be 27 and a half with what I've seen from the Clemson Tigers. Does Clemson get right here against the Wolfpack? I mean, wow, double-digit spread here, right? What have you liked from Clemson? Just about absolutely nothing. And when you look at their points yeah. for and points against, the first thing you notice is the seven points again against. That's normal Clemson here. We usually flip it over. Like, yeah, it's usually like a split of 42.5 points a game that they score, seven points they give up. Not the case in this one. They're favored by double digits on the road. Keep in mind, they played an FCS team and sort of pumped up their stats. Offensively, 134 yards on the ground per game, 188 passing. I don't even know what I'm expecting out of this team. But the minute I – now, sometimes you say the smartest man in the room is the odds maker. I'm scratching my head here. This isn't Clemson at home in Death Valley. Clemson is going on mm -hmm. the road in this football game and shows they can't score points. But yet we're expected for them to win by 10. Is this one where the odds makers are laughing behind the scenes? High fives, as I like to say, around the room. Watch everybody line up on <laughs> NC State, and this turns out to be a 35-10 drubbing. Maybe so, but I'm not buying it off the back, Kevin. I can't back Clemson at a double-digit road favorite here. Certainly not, but also, look, play Clemson unders until they figure out what football is. I mean, their defense is amazing. Their offense might as well punt on second down at this point. It is a disgrace to watch that offense. Also a good one this week between Michigan and Rutgers. I say a good one because Michigan is a near three-touchdown favorite. That's usually when Big Jim lets the people down. Producers plays in next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we close out hour number one with producer's plays. I want to get straight to it. It's everybody's favorite segment. And by everybody, I mean me. We start things off with Alex. He's sneaky, didn't even get his plays revealed last week, which is good enough for him. He comes back a three-play card here, laying numbers in the NFL. Vegas, minus four and a half. The Rams, plus 
one and a half. Love taking the plus one and a half there and taking a field goal on Sunday night football with the Green Bay Packers. At some point, Faz is due for a winning week. We move over to Sam. One of the best submissions I've ever seen on producers play. An 18 to 1 parlay that comes to us with a leg already busted due to the CMC injury. Don, and that's not how you draw it up for Sam. No, you don't go out to a, uh, you know, let's just say you go get some furniture out here. That leg is already busted. Like, you know, I'm going to take that table home with me right now at a discount. But the good part about that, Kevin, he doesn't have to wait around. He's already reloading for the weekend. You just scrap that one play that lost and you just ratchet up the rest of the parlay. Why wait around till Sunday to see a loser? You already got one. Reload on Friday. I love it. The rest of those picks are through the door. Parlay it, Sam. It can't go wrong. (laughs) Here's what I love. Steve checks in with a parlay of his own, but he's got a green. He had the Panthers money line along with the Steelers, the Broncos, the Saints, the Dolphins, and the Packers. Everybody loves these huge parlays now. 34 to 1 outrageous i wish him the best although there's no way that wins jack comes in with his college football plays the only man in the world that doesn't bet the nfl mississippi state money line baylor money line michigan state laying the number duke laying the number trust me jack we don't lay numbers with duke of 16 and a half we can't that can't be done and then arizona state minus 14 and a half one more to go big card brian he told me there's a surprise on this slate Give it to me. Here we go. Oh, he's laying all these down. Whoa! Cowboys minus 30 and a half against the Burns, Donnie. It's an old Dallas card. Oh, this is slamming. I'm going to have to reverse that entire thing. Give me the reverse card of that. That's where we're going after. That is a loser special. He thought he was seeing the NFL board (laughs) clear levels. All losers. Hour two is next. Oh! Sports info is everywhere. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights and expert perspectives every single day. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.